many are happy to be redeemed. To have that revelation that you are redeemed. Amen. Thank God for that. I was lost, but he has redeemed me. I was bound, but now I'm free. Amen. Praise be to God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I just want to read another request here. Then we go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Frank Steve, Steve has phoned in and asked to remember him in prayer. He has, um, he has pain in his back and he's quite in a bit of pain and he's asking that we pray for him. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty, precious, heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this tabernacle, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father, because your word will never fail. We are coming as sons and daughters of God, relying on your promises, your promises that can never fail. That wherever two or three will be gathered in my name, you shall be there, Father. We come, Father, to glorify your name. You are worthy to be praised. You are the order of our salvation. You are the redeemer. You are the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Father, our hearts are delighted in you, Lord. Father, we give you the glory and the honor, and we want just to say, Lord, how much we love you with all our heart. Father, we want to commit ourselves to you this evening. We come to see you, Father. We come to hear from you. We come to have fellowship around the revealed word of the hour. We come, Father, Lord, to hear from the throne of grace that you might speak to our heart, Father. We see the world as nothing to offer us. Only you have what we have need of. Nothing can satisfy our soul but your Holy Spirit. Nothing can satisfy our soul but your presence inside of us. That's why, Father, again this evening we want to say our hearts are open. Are open to receive you, Father. Are open to hear from you. Are open, Father, so that you can come and have the full preeminence in our heart. Lord, we know as well as human beings, Lord, sometimes we might go into, we go to trials and different things, but we know that we have found rest in our soul. All is well by God's grace, Father. Lord, we love you with all our heart. We bring those needs before you, Father. Remember your servant as his missionary trip, Father. May you be with him. May you keep him, Father. May you lead him. May you guide him. May you inspire him, Father. Use him for your glory, Father. We have holding in our prayers, and we know that you are with him, Lord. Even through this trial that you are going through, Father, with that mind that has been taken, you are in control of every situation, Father. May you touch the heart of that person. As the, as, the, as, as the pastor has said, Father, we believe that you are able to do everything, even return that money back for the service and the glory of God. Father, we commit that need in your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember our brother Frank, oh Father, he has asked this prayer. Lord, he's a servant, he's a, he's a son of God. He believes in you. He believes in divine healing, Father. He's requesting this request not to man, but to you, Father. We send the word of God to him, Father. May you touch him and heal him. Lord, we commit him to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And the glory will be unto you and only you only, Father. May you bless the remainder of the service. May you, Father, speak to our heart. May you, Father, Lord, take the few words that I had in my heart and make it life, Father, for the bride. Love you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. That's all. I hesitate a little bit, but I think that's all. God bless you richly.
invite you to go to the Word of God in Revelation 21. Sometimes the Bible which I study with is not necessarily the Bible I bring it, so I'm sorry, I don't put the notes where, so I have to find it at the same time as you. Um, Revelation 21st, read the first. And I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. That's the scripture I'll be emphasizing this evening. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. And be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Oh, we are looking forward to that time, isn't it? And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. Oh, if this world that we are living in was the only thing a human being can have, that's the most miserable thing that can happen to him. But we are so thankful that there is another, we have hope for another, for for the promise that God has given us. And he said, verse 5, and he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new, and said unto me, write, for these things are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst, a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and warmongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. But there is a bride that will not be part of the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the last seven last plagues and talked with me saying come hither i will show thee the bride the lamb's wife may god bless his word and give us the context about it can i have your seat Thank God for the services on Sunday. Those always faithful and visited us, spoken to heart. And uh, thank God for the young ministers. Amen. It was a time when I was identifying myself as a young minister, but I don't think I'll qualify that anymore. 
So, you know, these old people have to pass away. We now the new generation and come into land. Now it's like, oh, I'm part of the old one. <laughs> so don't say that I'll pass. <laughs> I'm still here. So but thank God for that. Are you glad to be a Christian? Yeah. Revelation 19, let's read it. Revelation 19, just a few pages. 7, 8 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife had made herself ready. And to her was granted that he should, she should be arrayed of fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. I need your help this evening as a, I have two parts to this message, but the, uh, thinking that this part could be on a Sunday, but it falls on a, on a Wednesday, so there's no message for Sunday, <laughs> message for Wednesday. We believe the whole message, Amen. amen. So I'll be speaking this evening about the readiness of the church. The bride makes herself ready. Brother Banham speaks about the message, the marriage of the Lamb is come. That's where most of my, thought, my notes are come from, coming from. And uh, it's a good message to listen to. It's always an inspiring message. Every message is inspiring, man. It just depends on when God speaks to you and meets a certain need, and uh, believe that can meet the need for this evening. Could actually listen to it, but the two hours, I think almost two hours, so I'll just try to summarize to it. The marriage of the Lamb is come. There is, this is not something for the future. It's not something that has a declaration saying, oh, the marriage of the Lamb will come. The marriage of the Lamb has come. It's something that is happening right now. It's something that we are in it right now. The bride is actually in the time of the invisible union of the bride and the bridegroom. It's something we are going through. The churches don't know anything about it. But the bride, she knows that is happening. She knows that something is happening and she's making herself ready. So as we are going through this, so the question that I could ask and we should ask ourselves is, am I ready? Yeah. Am I ready as the, as, the, as, the, as the marriage of the Lamb is come? Am I ready? Am I really ready? Am I ready? And I believe that all the conclusion of the mysteries that we have heard, the word of God that come, all the mysteries that we have, the messages that we can read, and all this that we have, all that is to prepare the bride for the rapture. All that is to prepare the bride to come to the conclusion of realizing, Oh Lord, am I ready? When I'm looking into the mirror of the message of the hour, is it reflecting the readiness that I'm ready to meet my husband? When you read the message, is it reading the message just as a theory? Or you're reading the message to look at the state of your heart, the state of your mind, the state of your soul to see, Lord, I want to be ready. Now, the reason we come to church, the prophet says, we don't come to church to occupy a pew. We do not come to church to even hear a good sermon. We don't come to church to hear good music. 
all of that as a part of it, but we come to church so that we can check up with God and our soul's salvation for the day of redemption is near. So the attitude as we come to church is to say, God, speak to my heart. So if there is anything in my heart that is not reflecting you, reveal it from the pulpit because I want to be ready. My life, I want to be ready. I don't want to spend all this time and to come at the end and realize that I was not ready. I don't want to play church just to fill in the church. I want to be ready. The marriage of the Lamb has come. Am I ready? As the prophet will consider, I have to consider what the prophet is saying. He's saying in another place, he says, let's think of Laodicea church ages and its condition today. As far as I know, I don't see anything, anything to hinder at this time the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't see anything that can hinder the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ at this time. Looking at the conditions outside, we see all the world is being perverted. We can relate and know that we are the end time because we see the things happening to the world. We know what's happening to the world, but something for the church and the bride has to happen too. So the prophet continues, says, outside of the readiness of the church, Only the readiness of the church is hindering the coming of the Lord. Think about it. If it's saying that, it means it's very important. That's the church. That's the bride. He's ready. This reminds me of Sister Colleen's dream. She had a dream. And that dream she saw, she saw the bridegroom being ready. The bridegroom is ready. But the bride was not ready. She's wondering how could it happen. Yes, it's true. The bridegroom is ready. Jesus Christ is ready, but he's waiting upon the church. Is the church ready? Is the church ready? Amen. It's looking that, but there is one thing specific to that dream. Is she saw something being served in that church as a communion. There was something given to the church as a communion, and the brother Adam has given the interpretation of that dream. He says that communion was not that communion, but it was spiritual food being given to the bride. It means between the readiness of the bride and between the readiness, the state is when she's not ready to the state is when she becomes ready. There is something that has been to be given to her, which is the word of God. The spiritual food that you have received is the thing that you're going to make us ready for the rapture. Are you with me this evening? Just on it, I will need your help as I'm going to this. The bride is not perfect yet, but the food that was given was not literal food. It's the spiritual food that we have been given, that we have been having all along. If you are not, if you are not ready, but remember, she will continue, he will continue to give you spiritual food. What does it imply? It means as long as you continue to eat that spiritual food, you will get to the perfection of the bridegroom. So you cannot get to that perfection that is requiring on your own way. You have to be feeding upon the word of truth. Because he has given a way to get to that perfection. Yes, we have the perfection through the blood of Jesus Christ. The prophet says, that's your duty to get ready. That's your, I will try to get slow. That's your duty to get ready. The bride has made herself ready. The garment is paid for. They're ready, but you must be ready to wear those garments. You must be ready to wear those garments.
And the church has made herself ready, repeats again. So it means the government has already been paid. The government has already been provided. There was a time where the church couldn't make herself ready because she didn't have what was needed to make herself ready. As she's going through the church ages, she didn't have what she had. She's going through the dark church ages, she didn't have what was needed to make herself ready. But now we have received what we need to make ourselves ready. We have received the seven seals being opened. We have received the seven thunders. We have received the word of God being opened to make ourselves ready. Now the question that we have to ask ourselves every time, am I ready? I'm not trying to put fear, but I'm trying to make, to come to the point with every church member to realize the state of the soul. Not just, not a group, but there's a personal relationship. Lord, am I ready to meet you? One of the type of the bride preparation is to look at the first coming of the Lord. For the first coming of the Lord, we see John the Baptist coming. And his coming is where he has one mission, and the mission that he had is to prepare the way for the Lord and to make the paths straight. So think about his ministry. Such a great man of God was the greatest man given to earth besides of the Lord Jesus Christ in his time. But, he, but if you look at the natural, the way he was, he was not the most intellectual pe- person. He was not maybe the, he was not the well-dressed person. He didn't have the greatest ministry of being in the synagogue and everything, but he had a mission. The mission that was given to him is to prepare the people in order to receive the Messiah where to come. And he, was, he, had, he didn't have the popularity or the, of the popularity of the clergyman or different people, but he had a mission. God has given him a mission. The same thing as look at the first, first coming of the Lord, we can relate that to the second coming of the Lord. We have received the man who came with the message to prepare us, to prepare us, to prepare us to meet the Messiah. The Messiah, the Word of God, even to go further to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh. Amen. That is mission to prepare us. But as he has given that mission, let me tell you that mission started with one thing is repentance. The first coming of the Lord is the first message he had to preach. He was to repent or perish. The message of repentance is not a message only for the people of the outside. The message of repentance is a message that we have to take even from the inside. Repentance is a needed step to go through. Whether you are born in the message, whether you come from the outside the message, you need repentance. You need to be repenting from the old ways to the good ways. You need to regret the way you are going forward to realize God. Without you, I'm lost. I need you. The, the purpose, even the message, even for the young people, for those who are born, those who have the grace. It's actually supreme grace to be born in the message of the hour. It's supreme grace. Oh, what supreme grace. <laughs> Amen. But don't take it as a formality or let me just be baptized in the water. I have achieved it. No. It's only the first step. And even the step of the baptism in the water, it has to go through true repentance. Otherwise, you are just a dry sinner and you come come out a, a wet sinner. You have to go through the process of repenting. You are not, by God's grace, you are not doing things that people do in the world, but it has to rely 
realize that, Lord, I cannot rely on my own. I cannot rely on my own. I need you. I need the change of my heart. I need the change of my desires. I need the change of my attitude. I need the change of the way I'm thinking. I need something for deep inside of me, Lord. I, don't, I cannot just rely on my parents. I cannot just rely on, on going to church. I need a personal thing in my heart. Amen. Amen. Because you have to realize that one day, one day, I have to be a little bit negative here, but one day there will be people in the message churches, one will be taken, one will be staying. There will be people in the message churches, one the husband is taken and the wife is staying. There will be people in the messages who have the children, one is taken, one is staying. It has to be a personal revelation. Dr. Peter's prescription was not, you will receive the Holy Ghost only or you will be baptized only, but repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So be zealous and be zealous and repent. As the Bible will say in the seventh church, it says, God is calling for another zeal. It is a zeal to cry out, I'm wrong. Lord, I'm wrong. How it becomes so hard in the message believers for people to say, I'm wrong. We want to find a way to justify things. I have a court. You say, oh, this is my attitude. I can find another court. I can find another thing. But what is the attitude to have, Lord? I'm wrong. Maybe I put it in the way. Maybe I spoke it. Maybe as a preacher, sometimes you can preach, but you preach it with the wrong attitude. Lord, I'm wrong. That was not the attitude. I should have been preaching. Let's have attitude of love. All that comes to the conclusion, am I ready? God is looking for the character. He sent John to find the bride with a character. He sent William Branham to find the bride with the character. William Branham identified his ministry to the ministry of Eliezer. Eliezer was not looking for any girl, for any girl, for any virgin girl. He was looking for a virgin girl with a character. As brother, when I was reading, I was reading to the shamed message, and he says, just a perfect message back to the world. Get that bride. That's our duty. That's what I'm here for. That what I'm trying to do is call out a bride. As he was going through that experience, God showed him that your position is, is in Genesis 24. That your mission is to find that bride with a character. As John has to find the bride with the character, you have to find the bride with a character. John came in the first phase as, as I related to him, to him earlier there. He says, you yourselves bear witness as I said, I'm not the Christ. I am sent before him. He that have the bride, he is the bridegroom. John the Baptist was not the bridegroom. Brother Barnum was not the bridegroom. The bridegroom is the word. But he says, the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and hear him rejoice him greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This is my joy, therefore is fulfilled. He must increase and I must decrease. Let me tell you, we have to decrease so that our husband has to increase. This is the privilege we have received is to receive the forerunner. He comes to make us aware of the sudden coming of the bridegroom. And you as a member of the bride, 
you have to get, you have to get, you have, you must make yourself ready. In Matthew 25, we know the scripture, there was a midnight shout. As there was that midnight shout, the purpose of the midnight shout was to wake up the bride. As he woke up the bride, it also woke up the, the foolish virgin. But the purpose for it, it was to wake up the bride. And we are living in a time of lamb streaming so that it can be, so the bride can be wake up. Let me tell you, our, our purpose for the message is to bring us to the point where we recognize our position, where we recognize that we are not, we are not supposed to be living in a, in, a, in a status of sleeping, but we have to be in a status of being awake. If we have to be a live, the brother as is described, he says we have to be a weak. A weak, a weak as a weak as you are trimming the lamp, a weak is the one who's being is one who's being lightened, the one who's being lightened, is being lightened, but one hand is being is being making fire on one hand, but on the other hand, he has to be drawing, he has to be drawing oil from the deep inside. Let me tell you, we have to be bound to Jesus Christ. We have to be bound to the word of God. You have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You cannot just bypass the Holy Ghost. You need experience of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Rise, trim your lamp, Pentecost. Trim of the world. Trim of the fashion of the world. Trim of the things of the world. Get ready. Listen to what the prophet says. But the church of the living God is making yourself ready inside by renewing their faith daily in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, I like that. She's renewing her faith daily in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost feeds only upon the Word of God. If Holy Ghost cannot feed on anything else, the Holy Ghost feeds only upon the Word of God. Amen. You have to be, we have, you and I, we have to be renewing our faith daily in the Holy Ghost. Faith comes only by hearing of the word of truth. Think of Abraham for a moment. Think of Abraham for a moment. I'm not going out of my, of my, note, of, uh, of my thought here, but let's just put it here as a parenthesis. Think of Abraham for a moment. Abraham received the promise of a son, but he had to fight for that promise every day. He had to keep his faith for that promise every day. We have received the faith. We have received the promises, the promises, the promise of the rapture. Let me tell you, we have to be in that rapture every day. We have to have, keep that revelation every day. You can't say, oh, I believe in the rapture, but your life is not reflecting in the life of the rapture. You have to stay in line with the revelation of the rapture. He had to hold to that promise. He must maintain his promise for 25 years. The ups and downs that he had, the temptation in those 25 years, he had to hold to the word of promise. He was making himself ready for that promise. He was renewing his faith daily in the Holy Ghost, if you can say. The same thing for Israel. They had a promise for the promised land, but they had to fight for every inch for that promise. It's the verse we read in the Bible here. It is he that overcometh that shall inherit everything. God cannot just make us pass through a certain pipe and come on the other side and call you overcomer. You have to be an overcomer all the time. How many believe that it's the same promise for salvation? You have to be working on your salvation day and night. As the Bible says, you have always obeyed. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You have to be on the side where you believe and your action proves that you believe. 
I told you I'm going to be on one side a little bit. So just bear with me and it's the word of God. Amen. Amen. It might not be for you today, but what God's grace, if God leaves 99 people here this evening and just touches one person who comes back, the angel will be rejoicing and praising Lord that the 99 are already stable, but one person hears the voice of God and says, that's what I needed, Lord, to come in line with your word. James relates to the body. When you see the body, there is no spirit in it. If you see a body, there is no spirit in it. You look at it, and that body is only a corpse because there is no spirit on it. That's what James, as you look at it, says, your faith without works is like that, that body, is like that corpse. Your faith needs to have the works. Because he will go on the other side, he says, you are justified by your works. Yes, you believe, but you have also to manifest it by your works. You have to manifest it by your actions. Your action has to follow the work. You have to follow the revelation that we have in your heart. If your action doesn't follow your revelation, you need to check your revelation. God, may you examine our soul and our heart to see if our action is reflecting what we profess from our mouth. If it's not yet there, oh Lord, am I ready? The same thing if there is only a spirit wandering around without a body. You can't tell that living, that spirit is living body. It has to have, it has to have a body. You have to have faith and action together. You have to have faith and the works of God being displayed. Otherwise, if you only, you are only in action, you have only in works. Paul will say, you can speak all the tongues. I can do all the miracles. I can do all these things. But if I don't have the love of God in my heart, I'm nothing. As as we, as, we listen, as we pray this, as we sung rather this evening, Lord, fill my heart with your love. I need the perfect love in my heart. In order to go on the other side, you need perfect love. You can't go proceed the other way if you're still criticizing, if you still have the bitterness in your heart, if you still have the grudge in your heart, if I still have the malice in my heart. You can't go on the other side with that attitude. You need to be ready to be cleaned up by the word of God. God, remove anything that is not of yours. Fill my heart with your Holy Ghost. On that day, there will be many crying, oh Lord, Lord, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? I don't know you because you have a work of iniquity. If I don't know you, it means I don't have a personal relationship with you, but you need a personal relationship with me. The marriage of the Lamb is come. It's not only, as we heard this Sunday, it's not only friendship. Now we are on a higher level. It's a level of the bride. It's a level of relationship of marriage. Amen. Are you with me this evening? Not only say I that I believe or accept the message, but actually the Holy Spirit lives in me. The desires, the things of the world that I used to have, I don't have them anymore. That's the point where you have to come. The desire of the things of the world has to not be there anymore. We say it very often, yes, we are not only under the blood of the bulls and goats, but now we are under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The end result is the desires that we used to have, we don't have them anymore. 
It's not because you are under pressure. It's not because the deacon is there. It's not because the parent is going to speak about it. It's not because the husband is going to talk about it. It's not because the wife is going to talk about it. No, it's the same desire I used to have there. I don't have them anymore. Something has happened there. What's happened there? It's the work of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to have that experience where the things I used to love, that I don't consider them anymore. They become to me like foolishness, dang, nothing compared to the things that I found. I found the greatest treasure that my heart is delighting in. If you don't have that experience yet, let me tell you whether you have been a messy for many years, you need to come to the Lord. Lord, make me ready. When I see the token, I'll pass over you. It's God's requirement of the hour. The evening time message is to apply the token. It's not only to believe, but it's to apply the token. The prophet will say another message, clean up your lives. Pay your debts. Oh, no man, Jesus said. Now, 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 I mean like your house. It will, it will qualify, says you have your house, you pay rent and every time. But you have any debt that you have to pay, you have to pay them off. Don't linger on those debts because it says that not, if you have those debts, it's hindering you from advancing, from going forward. You have to pay all your debt. Make an effort to pay all your debt. It's part of making yourself ready for the rapture. Yeah. Oh, we thank God for the message, isn't it? Get all things off for your hand. Get everything right. In the message, knowing not. Because of Malachi 4 and the coming of the Lord, the marriage of the Lamb is come. We have now the material to make ourselves ready. Yeah. Prophet says, marriage of the Lamb. And that we know that there is going to be a bride. There is going to be a wedding supper serving in the skies. It's just as sure as to be as God is because it is his word. And we know that those that are going to make up that bride is going to be his church. And there is going to appear before him without spot and wrinkle. And they have the material on earth now to make themselves ready. We have the material on earth now to make ourselves ready. If you notice, it is said she has made herself ready. So, so many say... If the Lord will take this evil spirit from me, from drinking and from gambling and from lying or stealing, I'll serve him. But that's up to you. See, you got to do something too. They that overcome shall inherit all things. They that overcome, you have, you have power to do it, but you must be willing to lay it down. How many are willing to lay it down? Lord, I'm willing to lay it down, everything. I can't just say, Lord, Lord, take this, take this. I'm in my heart, I have to be willing to let it off. If you keep a certain kind of temper that has been there for many ages, many years, you have to come to the point where you let it down. If you get something that is easily besetting you, you have to come to the point where you say, Lord, I'm letting it down. I hate that thing. Don't love the thing that is that hindering you. Put it aside. I'm shouting, but I'm not supposed to shout. I'm just communicating with you, brother. See, she has made herself ready. 
I like that word. You see, God will not push us through all a little pipe, pull us out of the other end, and then saying, blessed is he that overcometh. You had nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through. But you've got to make decisions for yourself. We need to make decisions for ourselves. No, this thing, I have to take it aside. This thing that is hindering me, I have to put it aside. Don't call the deacon to put that thing that is bothering you from the... Uh, you have to make a decision yourself. As Elijah went to, went to Rebecca, he came to Rebecca, he had, he, he put all the plans, he put all the mysteries, he showed the supernatural side of God. Everything was detailed to Rebecca. But he came back to Rebecca. What is your decision, Rebecca? Rebecca had to make a personal decision. I am going. We are making, I am resolved, I am resolved, I am decided, I am going. So I'm making a personal decision to put everything aside that's, lindering, that's hindering me to go, to move forward. As in your personal relationship, you know the things that is hindering you. I know the things that sometimes, Lord, I, I must not be that way. I must not respond that way. Lord, it's helped me on that area. As you know those things, may God give us the grace to put them aside. To lay them down. To be willing to lay them down. Prophet says, I have to make decisions for myself. In doing that, we show our faith and respect to God. Yes, we are living in a precious age, age of not only amazing grace for salvation, but age of rapturing grace. We are saved by grace through faith. But remember, at the same time, God has got amazing grace to save you. He will do it, the prophet says, but you will fight every inch of your way. But we must fight if we must reign. So we find out. That the bride has to make herself ready, be, linked, be willing to lay aside every weight that so easily beset us, that we might run with patience the race that set before us. We must lay them aside ourselves. We can't say, God, you come lay them aside for us. Yeah. We got to do that ourselves. Yeah. Come just sometimes we hinder behind or we hide behind. Oh, don't know, come and take that from me. Come take that from me. The prophet says, we got to do that ourselves. What does it mean? It means you make a decision in your heart to get rid of that. It becomes your preoccupation in your heart to get rid of that. Bad temper, get easily offended, distraction, arrogance, pride. All the things you recognize that your greatest enemy is yourself. Your greatest enemy is not your brother, is not your sister, is not, is not even the devil, is yourself first. If you come to that recognition, then we humble ourselves before the word of God. We are willing to lay those things aside. How many are willing to say, Lord, I want to lay everything aside? Repeated myself there, but it's worth it. If you believe the word, say, Lord, I don't care what it cost me. It cost me my denomination. It cost me my suing body. It cost me my club. It cost me my popularity amongst my friends. 
There are many people who had to make those sacrifices. They had to cut them from everything. They had to come for the cut off from the sustaining life. They had in the business where they were doing things. They were serving in the in 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 the party or in the club. They cut that off. It was their life of. It was in the natural way. It was the way they're having life of being paid. But they cut all those different things. They made sacrifice for those decisions. But how can't you stay with your old friends who keep holding you back, holding you back? You need to cut that off because you have to make yourself ready. How can you cut that off from things that keep you so distracted? Cut that off. It's time to make yourself ready. It's not the church salvation anymore. It's your personal salvation. God is not going to be asking you on the other side, did you go to that church? He'll be asking, do you have the Holy Ghost? Did you make that decision to lay those things aside? We don't want any trouble on the other side of the river. going to accept the message of Calvary. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to humble myself from this time on. I know if I let my hair grow up to a woman, they'll call me old-fashioned. I don't care what they call me. I'm going to be a lady. They will tell me I look like a pale and, and I'm dead. I'm dead in Christ. I'm going to do it anyhow. What makes the difference between Billy Graham and the seventh messenger that we have received it's not only Billy Graham was bringing people to make a decision, but Brother Banham is bringing the messages, bringing us a little bit further. Make a decision, but we stay with that decision all over, all along the way until the end. It's not a temporal decision just to make a preacher happy. It's a decision you make for all your life. It's a decision you are not turning aside anymore. It's not a decision only just for based on emotion. It's a decision that comes from the deep in your side of you, from the soul. That's what we want. We want also the message to continue to be shaping us, to be cutting us. We want stone masons to be cutting us all the way. We don't have, want to have only our own personal messages that we believe to be the personal messages that your favorite messages that you want to hear all the time, only that to entertain your own emotions. We want all the message of the word of God because we want to be shaped. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Lord, why can't I? I don't want to preach this. <laughs> it's, it sounds hard. That's not my way usually, I don't like to hear it, but I couldn't get rid of it. It's all just, just following. We hear tonight about so many decisions. What good is stones without a stone mason? People want more members in the church. Will you make a decision, roll up a stone that's a confession, certainly. What good is that stone if there is not a stone mason? With a sharp two edged word of God to shape it in a, into a son and daughter of God to make it fit into the building. We need stone masons, stone cutters by the word of God to cut the confessions into real, genuine pillars of the church of God. So read Brother Banam, I read Brother Banam, I read Brother Banam in the rapture, I listened Brother Banam in the rapture, I listened Brother Banam in the things to be. It has been all the way through his life, he has been sharp and staying firm to the message of the hour. We are not bound, we are, we are not bound to, to belittle it, we are not bound to, to di dilute it. We keep it the way it is, keep the standard all the time. Yeah. Oh. 
As you look in the natural marriage, the first step is a decision. The woman you are marrying, she must be the only woman in the world that you love. He must be the only man. If, if your sister, the other one has to be the only man that you love. If it isn't, then you make a wrong decision. That's the way, that's the same way it is by making the decision for Christ. Eternal destination is a choice. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Jesus, for he had respect unto the recompense, recompense of the reward. Some people turn away this message. People turn their back to it constantly. Some want to be popular, some to keep making, some to keep from making a choice. It's forced to the people, you have to make a choice. You can't stand neutral. You've got to say yes or no. You'll never leave that door the same person that you come in. You have to make a choice. You cannot be neutral as, as, as soon as you hear the word of truth. You cannot be neutral anymore. You have to make a personal decision. Then comes the engagement, then the promise, and then the marriage. Marriage does not mean a diminution of the first love. Oh, no, I just loved you because I wanted to be married to you. No, you marry someone and the love continues to grow. <laughs> you love him better. You love him greater. You love him way better. And, and the relationship becomes closer and closer. Amen. If you don't love your husband and him being, I'm reading Brother Barnum here. If you don't love your husband and him being 60 and 70 years old, and you don't love him as good as you did at the beginning, then you are really just raising his children. That's the way the churches are. Too many today. We're just taking the name of Christian church, pretending to be the bride. But, but it's artificial. We don't want to be an artificial church. We don't want to be just putting things on. We don't have to be under the stamp of the message believer. We want to be real believers. If you are just an artificial, by the way, we'll take that comparison, that message. We see so many artificial things. You are losing your teeth. They put an artificial one. You are losing your food. They put an artificial food. That, that artificial food has no connection to the real person. But if, if God gives, heals you really, it gives you a new limb. It gives you a new food. That food is connected to the real person. We want to be part of Jesus Christ. No, there's an artificial. We want to be really connected to him. The same life that was in him, the same life has to be in us. Amen. The marriage of the Lamb. That's what too many so-called Christians do. Share your love with the world. The playing, the dancing, gambling, staying home from prayer meetings. Watch televisions, all kinds of worldly things that took the place of the love of God in the church hearts. She's gone on a tantrum. She's gone wild. She's gone out of the other man. She's sharing your love. She'll take her tithing that she should give to the church and she'll spend it on other things out there in the world. Instead of loving God the way she should do or living for God or loving to come to church, you almost have to persuade her to come. You know that we are Wednesday, but it still applies. Amen. 
will have fit for those who only come on Sunday and uh, they pretend to be message believers. We have what it takes to be ready. I trust that I'm not trying to de-Christianize anyone, but as a warning to say, wake up. Amen. Jesus is waiting on you. The other place the prophet says, the church ought to be a million miles to the road to where it is now. Jesus is waiting on his church to get ready. The bride has made herself ready. We got the potentials. The Holy Spirit is here. God is here. The power to heal the sick. The power to do all the things that Jesus Christ did. I've seen it demonstrated myself by the Holy Ghost. So the potentials are here. We can say, oh, but the Holy Spirit has been here through the 2,000 urges. Yes, it was there, but the Holy Spirit was bound. Now we have the Word of God open. The Holy Spirit has been released so that the Holy Spirit can operate to the bride. Amen can operate to the Christians having the clean life. Amen. The same life. It has to be the same life that was in Jesus Christ. The literal life of Jesus Christ coming into the bride once again. We have the potentials. Amen. Is it you? No, it's not you. The potentials of the Holy Ghost is there to do the work. Amen. Amen. Remember the story of the little girl waiting for her husband. Brother Banam says, that little girl, she was there. We know the story, that little girl, she had the promise from her husband. Her husband to be. He told her, you know, I will come to get you. As she was going there, you know the story. She was there. She was going through different things. They were laughing at her. The cousins were laughing or making fun of her, all the different things. But she had in her heart something that spoke to her heart. She knew that that man is faithful, is going to come. No matter how long it takes, he's going to come. Let me tell you, the other cousin, they have all the reasons to laugh at her because he didn't speak to them. They didn't have a personal relationship. They didn't have that relationship behind where she was, he was talking to her in private, telling her, I'm going to come for you. They didn't have that. That's why they were laughing at the other girl. But she had that. She knew. She could see in the eyes how he was talking. She knew what was happening. Let me tell you the same thing for us. The churches don't know what is happening, but God is telling to us, we know he's coming. We know that one day we'll get out of this place. Even though how it might be so hard, it looks so hard, we feel ourselves so incapable and so unable, but we know he talked to us that we will make it. And she had to work a little bit Send her a little money, she's making herself ready. She's cleaning herself. She's knowing that, oh, I'm making myself ready for that husband. One day he will come to take me. The other one was not making themselves ready because they didn't hear from him. Let me tell you, maybe this message a little bit for this evening. I don't want to be, I'll pick it up maybe on Sunday, God willing. I didn't want to rush up as I usually do when I have to finish what I prepared. But just want to convey this message. Make yourself ready. We see things happening in the world. We see how a perverse, let me say, a perverse can be elected as a president. How can people, can, it means the mind of people have switched to the point where they accept everything that can be accepted. 
it shows that we are the end time. It's no time to play church anymore. It's no time to try to just be, uh, oh, don't let me, oh, maybe I will hear that a second time. I will hear another, another time. We might not have Sunday service. This might be the last service that we hear too. Many times prophet will say, this might be your last opportunity. This might be your time to make your life, make yourself ready. Sometimes the young people in the message and everything, you postpone the baptism of the other time. Oh, I will make myself where I feel comfortable. I will make it when my cousin will come. Then we'll make it a different thing. It's not, it's, it's, a pers- it's serious. You don't have to postpone for anything. You don't have to wait for another occasion. Give your heart to the Lord right now. Make a decision right now. Make a decision to follow him right now. Amen. Amen. Put that part for the last time. I think it was. Cephal. Magician can come. Pledge allegiance to the Lamb. I need someone to help me a little bit. I've heard how Christians long. 